Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. It's been about a month, and I'm back. How many splash hits do you think Barry Bonds had? There's a 30. there's 100. It's 30. Yeah, 30, 35. That doesn't count because he took steroids. It never happened. It never happened. It counts. Nope, never happened. Don't <laughs> do this to me. I will end this podcast and never come back again. Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. I'm not gonna say shit all episode, Brooksy. I've been I've been doing solo gigs for the past couple weeks, and so the people are tired of hearing this voice. That's so so go ahead. So go ahead. The, the floor is yours. Tell them who I, you are, what you're what you're about. Did you plan to Well, first off, I want to apologize for not being around the last month. Stop. No apologies. Got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. No apologies necessary, my friend. We uh I mean, we're transparent here. We're all family. Uh Lost a good friend at the end of June. Ryan Mallett passed away. Guy I grew up with, one of my best, my my best friend on earth. So uh, it was a tough, uh, it was a tough few weeks. Had a lot going on with my family, his family, you know, getting things set up, um, just dealing with that. And that was tough. So just being honest, like I didn't want anything to do with any of this for a couple of weeks. And then I just got super busy with the Red Sox and work and family, and still kind of feeling like ass after all that. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like doing this and I didn't feel like making time to do this. And that's the honest side of it, but it's been about a month and I'm back. I'm back. I'm in Seattle right now. We are in San Fran. Sox just lost two or three to the giants. There were all two walk-offs, JD Davis, Homer, Jock Peterson, single bases loaded in the 11th yesterday. Uh, it's fun baseball. It How'd was you like JD's baffle it was pretty sick. That's pretty sick. It was pretty sick. And then, like, it was off Jansen, too. He's, like, one of the best closers of all time, which is pretty cool. He's, like, what, top six at this point? And uh, Durham, I mean, I was looking at the numbers. Like, we're in the booth for these games. I mean, you're looking at the numbers. And he was hitting, like, over the past couple months, like, first pitch, oh, oh, he was hitting, like, 600. So, I was like, I know he's swinging. He's, I know he's swinging here, right? And – uh it was against cutters too. He was really good, but this this wasn't his typical cutter. It was like a it was like a it was a cutter that kind of backed up and looked like a four seamer and stayed up middle in and demolished it. You know how much foul. I like JD Davis. Oh, I know he hits the ball hard, but he dude he's he has struggled since the break. Yes, yeah, I think it was like, like he was like yeah. seven for forty something, and three of them were homers. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, but no, that that was good baseball. It's grindy, like till the last couple outs type games. And it was, it was fun baseball. Like and the night or on Saturday, well, yeah, the day of the walk-off, I mean, they tied it up off Duvall, mm-hmm. who you know how nasty he is, but they get two guys on, they move up. Justin Turner, who has been unbelievable with runners in scoring position. Uh, since the all-star break, he's had eight opportunities with runners in scoring position. And he converted, he, and he got at least one RBI in every one of those situations. Impressive. Eight in a row. And then he had a uh, ninth one yesterday. He didn't get it done, but uh, broke the streak. But it was just – it was fun baseball. Like, he got that single up the middle, tied it up, and then obviously the walk-off happened. But the Sox are fighting to stay alive right now, man. And trade deadline's right here and kind of still waiting to see what's going to happen. I initially said there weren't going to be any, like, big-time blockbuster moves. But then all of a sudden the Mets are like – 
we're out. We're done. And so yeah, now Verlander could be on the move. Scherzer's in Texas. Like I'm actually, I was torn on that too. I was like, if they can move those guys, great. But at the same time, you're looking at next year, and they're going to make 43 million and uh, a piece. And you, is that an overpay for them next year? Yeah, it is. But like, is there anyone else on the market that's going to be really better? So part of me was thinking like, just keep those guys in. Like Verlander's last seven outings, he has like a one seven ERA like he's been nasty his last six or seven outings but um part of me was thinking like just keep those guys you need good pitching you need veteran pitching like if they're not gonna stink like if if they're having a down year they're gonna have a four something era like it's what else is out there but i guess i mean sometimes you're just ready to turn the page uh but Scherzer to texas uh, then Jordan Montgomery to Texas as well with the news of Nathan Avaldi going on the, on the aisle with a forearm strain. So they're going for it. They're go- Well, Dane Dunning's been pitching well. Yeah. Andrew he's been throwing the ball. Well, Martin Perez has not been good for them, but he's a, they'll probably move him in the bullpen at some point. He'll be a, like a lefty guy, but um, two I'm John Gray. I can't forget about John Gray. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're stacked with their uh, rotation. I mean, they are going for it. And with a guy like Bruce Bochy driving that ship, you got to go for it. That's why I think Max is going to work so well there. If you remember, remember when Scherzer went to LA and obviously Dave Roberts and the Dodgers, they don't like their starters going super deep in the ball games. And there was a little bit of a disagreement between Scherzer and managerial and front office about like how, because right. Scherzer likes to pitch deep in the ball games and it never amounted to like some eruption of, of anger or anything like that. But you could tell that Scherzer in LA wasn't quite the right fit. Scherzer in yeah. Texas, dude, Bochy's going to let him throw. Yeah, and, you know, there is uh, something to be said about the old school eye test and understanding the guy's bulldog mentality. And sometimes when they get backed into a corner in the sixth or seventh inning with 100 pitches and put the bases loaded, sometimes those guys really raise their level because that's who they are. They're the elite of the elite. And everything in the book tells you move on, go to the next guy in the bullpen, play the pocket, play the matchup, whatever it may be. Um, but there's certain guys that you have to know. Dogs like Scherzer, Furlander, these guys like that have been there and they've showed you they can pitch in those situations and they raise their level. You got to leave them. They're there for a reason. They're making 40 million a year for a reason so um i thought too looking at that deal the rangers next year uh so so scherzer exercised his option for next year so they'll have him for next season um I, I, nobody wants to hear this but this is part of it of course he wanted to go to texas not only are they a team that has a chance to win but no state income tax he's going to make more money so even though the and, and texas is only paying 22.5 of that 43 next year so um, the Mets are eating a good amount of money between him and David Robertson. It ends up being like $35 million. Um, But actually, they're paying less money, and it's actually going to save them money because it's going to knock them down a tier on the luxury tax threshold, the CBT obligation. So um, they are paying some of that money for those players, but it's less than what they would pay. So it's going to take them down in one of those tiers in the luxury tax where they're actually going to save money. It's funny you mention that, though. Like, I hate to beat down on the Mets already because they're having a bad year already. But Mets now with Scherzer going to Texas and they're paying about half his contract. The Mets right now, as of July 31st, 2023, 
are paying Robinson Cano $20 million. Oh, I know. James McCann, $11 million. Eduardo Escobar, 9 mil. Chris Flexen, 4 million. Darren Ruff, 3 million. Bobby Bonilla, 1.2 million. Tommy Hunter, about three quarters of a million. And then Brett Saberhagen, who hasn't pitched in like three decades, they're paying him $250,000. And now Scherzer, another 20 million. So total of players not even currently on the team anymore, the Mets are paying players about more than $70 million this year. Yep. You wonder why they get their reputation that they do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And like, I'm wondering, like I'm looking at the, for Verlander now. I'm like, they, 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 do they keep one of them? I feel no, like they're going to get rid of them both. If you're going to get I rid agree. of one, get rid I, of both. That's what I'm getting at. I feel like they should move Verlander. If someone's going to take on that contract or at least most of it, I think the Dodgers can. I think Houston is in that mix. And then I wouldn't look far from the AL East. I, I mean, Tampa Bay or Baltimore could be in the mix there too. I don't know if they want to pay that. They should. I don't know if they will. It depend on, you know, what prospects they can flip with that to get the Mets to pay a good amount of that money. So, I mean, can you imagine him being in Baltimore? Jeez. I mean, that's like the one thing they're lacking is like, you look at their rotation, you're like, they're good, but like I'm not scared against them in the postseason. You know, they don't have that like ace. I'm scared of the bullpen back end. Of course, but you have to get there. Right. Exactly. Which they have, which they have. I'm not yeah. They have gotten to that because their offense is good. They play good defense. They didn't start the year playing good defense, but they're playing much better defense. Um did you see the picture of Batista sitting in the pen yesterday? And it looks like it looks like a, a like a defensive lineman like sitting on the bench. It looks like he has shoulder pads on, but it's his actual shoulders. Yes, he had you like a, that he, here for, he had like a like, mess thing going on. It, it is it's just his body, and he's <laughs> massive. It's crazy, but man, what's the record now? Rotation like, for the Orioles: Kyle Gibson. This is well, who's, Kyle Gibson's been throwing the ball well too. Oh yes, I, I, but but he's scared of Kyle Gibson. You know, game one of the World Series. No, absolutely not. Okay, but okay, hear me out though. So we're gonna you're gonna go through their rotation and we're gonna say, eh, you know, eh, they're they're okay. Like I'm not, I don't want those guys in big games. They're 64 and 41. So like they're clearly getting the job done. The offense is clearly scoring enough runs where they don't have to go out there and give up two runs over six or seven innings. They can be a little more free. They don't have to pitch as tight. Mm-hmm. I get that. Okay, fine. Game, it's, it's, game it's, less, it's less the ace and more of just like, I need a couple guys who've done it and been in the big games who have pitched in the postseason just so they don't go out there and get tight booty hole because that happens. Oh, yeah. All right, game seven. It doesn't even matter what series it is. Who are you throwing out there? Let's say all things are equal. You know, like, nope, everybody's on the same rest. Well, let's talk game one because once you – I don't want to get too deep here, but game seven, it's like certain things happen within a, in a series where maybe your starter has the pitch out of the pin – so let's go. Let's go like game one or two or like whatever. But like read their read their rotation. Kyle Gibson, Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, Grayson Rodriguez. And then they bumped Cole Irvin to the bullpen. Then they actually put Tyler Wells. They sent him down the AAA. I saw, which is weird because I really like his stuff. Yeah, he is one of the lowest whips in Major League Baseball too. Tyler. Yeah, Wells. it almost seems like I don't understand like if there would be any type of uh, you know service time manipulation when you're going for it. And like he's one of your guys. What was his ERA? I know it's not end all be all, but mm. well, they brought back up Grayson Rodriguez too, so they kind of have a bit of a log jam, but they don't have a bunch of like dudes. Oh, right. let's see, Tyler Wells. 
Yeah, uh, 3.8 ERA. Yeah. He hasn't been great recently. Recently? Okay, maybe he's got a little something going on right now. Since the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. Since the All-Star break, one and two with a 11 ERA. Six innings, 11 earned, nine walks, too. Okay, so the walks I'm more worried about because the ERA is one thing, but, I mean, if he has one bad start and three starts, then – that ERA is ballooned, but I'm more worried about the walks. That's that's the issue there. For nine me. walks and nine innings. So and Grayson Rodriguez was their stud. He had TJ. He missed last year, and now he's back. And it seems like okay, he looks pretty good. He looked good against the Yankees. But dude, okay, let me ask you this: uh, Berlander in 48 hours, where is he? Let's see. LA just got Lance Lynn. They are missed. I don't know how long Kershaw is going to be out. Walker Buehler could be back for the postseason, but like, what are you going to get from him? Dustin May's out with a flexor tendon. I could see LA adding him, honestly. You were they just, just have the money. I, it, I feel it's going to be between them and Houston because Houston lost two guys for the season as well. They need pitching. It's going to be Houston or LA, but I'm leaning LA, honestly. You were just in San Francisco. Do you think they have a chance? No. Why not? I don't think they're a good team. Really? Their offense sucks. They need a guy. They need a guy in the they middle. They need multiple guys. You know who I think is going to be good? Marco Luciano. He's got pop. Dude is electric. Yeah, he's good. I watched him take ground balls with Brandon Crawford, and he is swallowing. But here's my – he is, dude. He, he could be really good. But uh, I just don't think they're – I don't think they're a threat in the postseason. I just I think they're going to need more than one dude. I think honestly. they need – they're one or two players away. I agree. Yeah. At least two. I'd but here's two. my thing is you brought up Luciano. They promoted him. He only played like 10 games in AAA, and he was he had an OPS of like – Well, they didn't really have a choice either. Brandon Crawford was on IL with, for 12 days. True, but, you know, you could you could have gone out and gotten Nicky Lopez like the Braves just did. But they didn't want to make a trade when they had someone in-house. In so Yeah, but you don't, want to, you don't want to rush his timeline. So my thing is like maybe they're just showcasing him for the trade deadline. I don't think so. I think they want to keep him because Brandon Crawford's toward the end of his career. He is. Yes. So you need to have like a pass the torch type thing. And I think Luciano's gonna be their guy. So Verlander, Snell isn't going anywhere. I don't think the Padres, they they just swept the Rangers. They've been playing good baseball lately. So I feel yeah. like how far are they out of the uh wild card? I got it right here. They are they're five back. They've won three in a row, six of their last ten. Um, but the the Cubs are playing well ahead of them. The Arizona Diamondbacks have kind of fallen off. They've lost eight of ten. Here's what you got to do, dude. Here's what you got to do. So the don't Phillies look, are going to get in. The don't Phillies even look are, at. Don't even look at those teams. Just, just be like, okay, pick. No, no, no. You have to look at those teams because they have to overtake that many teams. That's a lot. But don't worry about over. It's not like it's not like one v one here. It's who's going to win the most games down the stretch. So it's, who, it's actually win. worse than one v one because if you win, you're like, yay, then they win and you don't make up any ground. <laughs> true, true. But like, who are the three best teams and of the National League wildcard contenders right now? Who would you say are the three best teams? Like, who gets in? Philly gets in, I think. Agreed. I think they had a shit first half, and I think and they're, they're on the outside looking in right now. And I think they go out and get like an Adam Duvall from the Red Sox, possibly to bring in a right-handed bat in the outfield slash. DH. Eddie Rodriguez will be in Philly. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um. I don't love Milwaukee. I want to say Miami gets in. I want to say Miami holds down that last wild card spot. Dude, this is going to be a fucking dogfight between seven, 
I'll say seven teams. So I think the Mets on the outside looking at it, especially now that they're shedding salary. So San Diego, Chicago, Arizona, Philly, Milwaukee, Miami, and San Fran. Those seven teams, it is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. I was not impressed with San Fran. I know they pitch, and they pitch their ass off, and that's going to take them a long ways. But the last month, their offense has been really bad. Like month. It hasn't been like two weeks. Like it's been four or five weeks of them hitting 200 as a team. So unless they clean that up and add a bat or two, I think they fall. Like they could maybe scrape in. I think Philly gets in for sure. I, Arizona's struggling, but I still feel like they're good enough to get in. I think we see a big flip in the in our wild card over this next couple months. Miami struggled. I like my, you know, I like my my fighting fish, but they've struggled. The Diamondbacks have struggled. I I could see these NL Central teams completely get mixed match. I could Chicago see that- just came out and said basically we're not trading Bellinger too, and they shouldn't. They've they shouldn't. Playing, they've been and playing they the best ball. Stroman. They needed to extend Stroman, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and and Belly. Yeah, Belly found found himself, man. I'm telling you, you get around the right coaching staff sometimes and the right teammates. David Ross, Mike Napoli, those guys, they know what they're doing over there. So starting pitching wise, uh, Scherzer's gone. Verlander potentially. Otani's not going to be available. The White Sox basically said, unless a magical deal comes across, we're not trading Dylan C's. Blake Snell's probably not going anywhere now. Marcus Stroman's probably not Dude, going. By anywhere the way, anymore. why would they not take advantage of what they could get if they're selling, which they are? They have they have to get something for Cease with the with the you don't control dude. left on his contract like guy teams are going to give up a good amount to get him and there's there's te- this is a seller's market honestly like this is a seller's market where teams are getting rid of big name guys um oh you said verlander i meant to bring this up too something to think about on verlander yeah he may, he's making 43.3 this year and next year guaranteed there's a 25 year uh, or excuse me, 2025 option that kicks in if he pitches 140 innings next season. So it's not a team option. It's not a player option. If he gets to 140 innings next season, it will automatically kick in for, I don't remember how much. It was a good amount of money. You have to look that up. I don't remember. But I know it's at 140 innings in 2024. So you think like, okay, we'll pay him this year and next year, but you got to think, are you really going to be able to hold him back? It would look pretty bad if he's at 130 innings and you're like, oh, he's hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't want to pay him $50 million next year because it kicks in. I don't I know just, what I, that option is. I would look that up and find out how much that is. I don't know. I just almost had a heart attack. I thought I didn't hit the recording button. No, you I, did. I remember you doing it. Yeah. I will never, ever let that happen again. Ooh. Ever. You only have so little time on your hands, I know. You're a busy man. Oh, I got something for you. Yeah. You talked about dancing. You said dancing and it sparked me. So uh, I went to a bachelor party up in Tahoe, as I told you. Yeah. I want I want you to grade my. You already graded my swing before. What do you, I want to? I want to know what you think of my my dance moves. Are you texting it to me? Yeah. And be honest. Like you can be brutal. It's fine. I well, can, clearly I you think it's either really good or really bad, or you wouldn't send it to me. I think it's formidable. Okay. Well, I haven't received it yet, so whenever it comes through, it must be a long video. Got it. Let's see. Oh, in the black lights too. Who's got the Jerry curl? I don't know. We found him. I don't know. Listen, I will say, 
it's six three, six four, it's hard to dance. It's six seven, it's even harder. It's not, not easy. Yeah. Okay, I'll it's not good. No. But I respect it. I don't know how many drinks you'd had, so it's more I'd respect it more if I knew you were sober. Yeah. But I knew you were probably pretty inebriated at that point. We were fine. We were fine. We were chilling. You had both eyes open. It was day one. <laughs> so you were going hard then. Yeah. I want to know who had the Jerry Curl. Me too. Oh, that wasn't one of your boys. He wasn't one of my boys. We found him. But but I did find out. Fake. Well, yeah. No shit. The hair is not real. I had it. It was like if Dr. Disrespect got like a perm. <laughs> Where'd so, you have your batch party at? Um, In Arizona. Yeah. Scottsdale. Yeah. It, it was more of like a, a golf trip than anything. Okay. Like I brought in a bunch of buddies and like had a golf trip and like cigar bourbon bar stuff like that. It was nothing crazy. I'm not I'm not like a clever dude. It's not my thing. I'm not really either. I don't know. Those moves. You gotta throw that on the pod. You're telling me you've never gone to the club and you know Oh no, I have. It's just not my thing. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. I'd rather go like cigar bar, bourbon bar, yeah. speakeasy. Speakeasy is my shit. Yeah. You know. I'm a, I love cigar bars, stuff like that, like hidden bars. Like you got to like go through a phone booth and like you're in a sick bar. There's yeah, a place cool. in uh, in Vegas called The Barbershop. You can look it up online. Mm. It's, pretty cool. um, it's in the Cosmo. And you Where walk in the Cosmo and you walk in and it, just look up The Barbershop Vegas. It'll come up. So you go in and it's uh, it's a literal barbershop, like in the lobby of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and cool. There's yeah, a back. Yeah. There's like a door back by the bathroom, and there, this guy slides the door open, and you gotta be like on the reservation list. And he opens this like wall door. You go go in, and it's like this stage where they have like sick bands playing. It's not a big venue; it's little. Probably holds like 150 people tops, and you're squished. Actually, not even probably about 100. And uh, I have some videos from it. It's it's badass. I'm going Plus, there in September. I'm gonna recommend. That looks pretty sick. It's unbelievable. You gotta go. That's my jam. There's a place in Colorado. It's like a speakeasy restaurant in Denver. Uh, okay. It's like a fancier, fancier joint, but it's all it's like a bar restaurant. I forget what it's called. Um, I'll get the name for you because that place is really cool. I think you and Jenny would really like it. Yeah, if I'm ever in Denver. John Montgomery's gone. He's in Texas. I mentioned Eduardo Rodriguez to Philly. What are the Red Sox going to do? Are they buying or selling? Um, I think they're buying, but not like super aggressively. Because they have a lot of pieces coming back from the IL. Like Trevor Story is about to come back. Uh, he said August 4th was like the date he had written down that he'll be back. So that would be like, I don't know, five days. So he's he's played a good amount of, of rehab games. He's, starting, he's, he's hitting like 300, a couple bombs, playing good defense. The arm looks strong. Uh, talked to him a little bit, and he's like, I'm good. Like I They have him at second, right? Second base? Oh, short. They have him at shortstop, and the arm's shortstop. good. Yeah, that's where the hole is. I mean, up the middle. I mean – yeah. They, they signed him to be a shortstop, and then it was like, damn, my elbow's messed up. I mean, Tommy John, so he played second last year, kind of fought through some the pain and all that and dealt with some other stuff. But now he's he should be back and ready to shortstop. Um, I can see him possibly trying to find a bat that could play second base. I'm looking at, like, the Cardinals, like Nolan Gorman, like Brendan Donovan, like those type players. Yeah. Um, possibly. I don't know. Because we the, the, the Sox have a lot of infield options, like Yu Chang, Christian Arroyo. They've been playing Justin Turner at second base, who has actually really surprised me. I mean, he's 38. He's not the most fleet of foot anymore. 
but you have to get his bat in the lineup because he has been banging. He's got the most RBIs in baseball since June 1st. I think he's got 49. Hmm. Uh, you would never know that either, right? And um, so he comes back. Chris Sale's not far from coming back. Garrett Whitlock, another starter. Tanner Houck, who got hit in the face, isn't far for coming back. So they've been they've been playing really good baseball the last month with three starting pitchers. I was they've just been having say. Two, they've been having two bullpen days. But Nick Pavetta has been coming out of the pen yeah. as like a long guy. So they'll throw a guy, Brendan Bernardino. They'll throw him for like an inning or two, and then Pavetta's been coming in going like five, six innings and punching out like eight to 10. Like he's been unbelievable, like a one something ERA as a, as a bullpen guy. So he's actually starting tonight against George Kirby here in Seattle. So I'm curious to see, I don't know if they're showcasing him maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe if a team is thinking like, okay, like let's see if he can start. Cause we, if they're going to trade him, we'll see. Um, James Paxton, who is on a one-year deal right now, makes sense to be moved just because he's on a one-year deal, he's only making $4 million this year, so he's cheap, which means you could get a good amount of prospect for him. Um, just because no, no one's going to have to pick up a, a big salary and pay him ten mil the rest of the year. He's going to be making like five hundred grand the rest of the year. I don't know. A, a mil. I feel like you're saying that they're going to sell. No, I'm just giving you options right now. But I, when I say sell, it's more like – so I hope they keep James Paxson. I think two, they should two, keep him. Two and a half back in the wild card. Which is doable, very doable, and they don't have to leapfrog anybody. They're so, the fourth. They're the first team out. They got to leapfrog the Blue Jays. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're the first team out of oh, right. those top right. three. Right. Yeah. Well, so they when they go home after this series, they have the Blue Jays at home. Blue Jays, then Kansas City, then Detroit. So like that's a really big home stand where they can take some games from. They need to win the series against the Blue Jays to gain ground, obviously, and then you have two teams coming in who are selling and not very good. So you got to win those, which they've been better against uh, winning teams. Like teams over 500, they've been really good against. Teams below 500, they've struggled against, which makes no sense. But they kind of just play up, up and down with their competition. But um, I, they're, I feel like the Red Sox are kind of doing both. I think they could trade. They have an overabundance of, of outfielders. Adam Duvall's on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Alex Verdugo could possibly be moved. I think a lot of teams are interested in him. They need like one stud starting pitcher. And I think they want a starting pitcher that has control, like a cease or Keller, something like that. So if, if they're going to do that, they are going to have to give up like Verdugo or somebody. How so, about Jack Flaherty to Boston? I don't hate that, especially if it's packaged with one of those infielders that I just said. Yeah. But that would cost some Verdugo and somebody and a pros like big prospects for sure. Your thoughts so, on they, uh... they so Dave Dombrowski was here in eighteen. Like, I mean, he crushed the system to to win. Like, brought in guys to win, and Hyam Bloom has really built it up. It's like a top five farm system now. So it's like you don't want to completely drain it again for a year that you're not sure. And you're, and you're kind of chasing. So you kind of want to be both. You want to like sell on certain guys so you can get a return and continue to build. But you also want to put your big league roster that's in position to win right now, kind of keep that core together. So it's not just this year, it's this year, next year, and the year after that, like you're set. How are the guys feeling? They they want to go for it, obviously. They want to go for it. Rafi Devers told the media yesterday, like he feels like the front office should reward them with how they've played over the last month. Yeah. Especially with the restarting pitching. Like, pitchers like they've played really good baseball the best record at baseball since i don't know over the last month easily 
I mean, they were 15 and five over the last 20, which was the best in baseball coming into the giant series. Your thoughts on, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we chatted. So we haven't really talked about the angel situation. Your thoughts on just Otani staying and they went out and got Randall Gritchick, CJ Crone from Colorado. And then also yeah, no, they're, they're being super proactive and, and going for it. I just think it's going to be really hard to get in. Yeah. It's going to be really tough to get in. And I'm just, I don't even know if I can fully comprehend what Shohei's doing anymore, which I'm glad he's taking it to another level because we were all just kind of not bored with it, but just getting used to it. You know, it's normal. Like, it's which normal. Like, just, like, it's like, I describe it like this. If you live in San Diego, are you going to take the 75 degree weather every single day for granted? Yes. Does it mean it's not? amazing no it still is incredible but right. we take everything for granted it's human nature what's crazy too is like like what's been the hot topic in the news like the last week is like proof of aliens right yeah, yeah. it's like i have all the proof i need and, and show Antani. yeah when he went complete game one hitter and then game two of the doubleheader two bombs i was like done he's not from here like this doesn't i can't comprehend this anymore i don't know how he does it it was literally the greatest day of baseball a player's ever had the only comp we were talking about it within the uh you know my coworkers. the only comp because we were talking about across all sports the greatest yeah. single performance in a single day the only comp was when Deion sanders played in an nfl Both. football game and then also played in an mlb playoff game he was with the atlanta falcons then he went and hit a home run i think it was world yeah. series with the atlanta Braves. that's that's on a different level like that's just as good but it's like it's just it's different because it's it's two sports. But, like, as far as, like, a human being, that is, like, one of the more absurd things that will ever happen. It will never happen again, obviously. You're telling me Otani couldn't line up as a tight end at six foot – what is he, no. six foot four, six foot five with that speed? No. Why? He's got speed? He's not a football player. A little, <laughs> he's a little slim. All right, fine. Bold prediction. Trade deadlines tomorrow. What do you got? Do you have anything? What's going to happen? Oh, man. I know. Bold. I'm putting you on the spot, but that's what I do. Do something for this podcast one time. All right? Give us something. Thank you, dude. I think the Mets continue to sell. I mean, I don't I don't think it's bold to say Verlander to the Dodgers. I think it's bold enough. I'll take that. It's a lot of money on, on the table there. Um, I'm thinking. I hope the Cardinals trade Goldie. <sighs> I mean, after next year the yankees got to do something right they, they need an outfielder and they need a starting pitcher they're in a bad spot dude they're they're not they're in a spot where they can't really sell they kind of have to play buyers even though they're not they're not a good team damn dude i'm thinking i'm thinking you know i'll be bold because i feel like Verlander to the Dodgers isn't bold. I think that's more realistic. I'm going to go. I mean, if we're going bold, it's like really outside the box. I'm I'm deciding between two teams in the AL East that Verlander might end up with. O's and Rays. I'm going to go O's. Yeah. Verlander to Baltimore. That's my bold. I don't think they will because I don't think they want that type of uh money mm -hmm. to pay but if we're being bold all of a sudden you throw him in there now we have they have that guy that we said they didn't have mm -hmm. 
he's been there. He can pitch in big games. He's pitching really well right now. And that kind of puts them over the top and puts them in that Atlanta Braves category of these are favorites. Yeah. I'll go with Goldie to San Francisco. Where he hit his first career homer. He raked off Linscombe too, early on in yeah. his career. He almost hit a ball in that freaking glove out in left center, that first career homer. Do you remember that? He, You got to look up his first career homer. Hammered. It was like the last row of seats in left center. It was like a 500-foot bomb. And you know, a right-handed batter has never hit a ball in the McCovey Cove. Ever. I talked about that on air. Did you? I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, also, I got something for you. You probably know this. You probably looked it up. How many splash hits do you think Barry Bonds had? There's a 100. There's 30. 30. 30, 35. 35. Sorry, you're right. 35. 35. Who is second on that list? Brandon Bell. With 10. You knew that, though. Yeah, don't come at me with giant stats. You know I'm going to know my stats. I know. But, like, no one no one could – even Dave O'Brien, my play-by-play guy, could not come up with a second guy on that list. Yeah. I think and Lamont I, Wade – I honestly thought – I honestly thought Barry was going to have, like, half of them. So, 35 I thought was a little low. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave O'Brien, my play-by-play guy here at Nesson, was on the call for ESPN when Barry hit 756. Oh, that's cool. Because ESPN like followed him around for like a week. Yeah. Um, and he was in the in the booth for that when he broke the record. But it doesn't count. But it doesn't count because he took steroids. It never happened. It never happened. It counts. Nope, never happened. (laughs) Don't do this to me. I will end this podcast and never come back again. Have fun in Seattle, dude. Uh, We missed you. I missed you. It's good to see your face again. Good Good to be back. Have fun up there. All right. Enjoy the trade deadline. Oh, it's going to be a zoo. We'll see what happens. We'll have fun with it. We'll talk soon when the the trade uh, deadline's over. Peace.